0: What's up, everyone? Welcome to BJJ and Brews. I'm your co-host, Noah John. Today's a little different. Today's podcast was not recorded, quote, in studio, but rather it was an interview and conversation that I conducted over Instagram Live. So the quality of this is going to be a lot lower audio-wise. But the conversation was awesome, and I was really happy to uh, catch up with this person. So just bear with us on the the audio quality, because this is basically pulled over from Instagram Live, which compresses things, and the mic quality was not as good as what we do typically. However, our guest today was awesome, because I got to speak and catch up with Michelle Sanchez, who was a mainstay. And probably one of the most active females at the gym prior to her leaving. Uh, she's was on her way to getting her purple belt, but she decided she had to move to Connecticut first. But, <laughs> but she, um, you know, that was kind of where life has taken her up there to Connecticut. And this is an opportunity for us to catch up. I have exchanged texts with her on occasion, but to actually see her and have a conversation for over an hour was awesome for me. And it was great. So for those of you that know Michelle, this will be a real treat. And she touches on a lot of different stuff. And uh, it's just an awesome conversation. So I really want to thank Michelle for taking the time on a Sunday night to record this and, and chat with me. And she was an awesome guest. So you're welcome anytime back. And I'm hoping that when the pandemic and, and those restrictions are lessened, that you'll be uh visiting our gym once again and and we can have our footsie battles and you can put me in spider again and all that good stuff so this conversation is with michelle sanchez she goes over everything she's awesome guys uh like subscribe share all that good stuff but finally instagram live podcast version of a conversation with michelle sanchez
1: hello
2: hi everyone
3: (laughs) well i i don't know how many people are going to be here i mean i know pedro and and actually jamie are watching right now but um i'm definitely going to put this on the channel or rather on the instagram account so you can watch the whole thing in its entirety plus um i want to try and turn it into a podcast too so okay so you don't have to worry about an audience or not an audience or anything like that Um, how how are you doing i haven't seen you this is so cool Um I know right do
2: do? <laughs> not much considering we're still on lockdown
3: <laughs> so is there any is there any like movement do you think like what, what what's i mean I'm, I'm asking you a question that's impossible to answer but like if with your hand on the pulse to the best of, of your ability do you think you guys are getting kind of close to opening gyms at least
2: supposedly june 2nd i think is when gyms are gonna start to open, obviously still the social distancing and everything. But I, th- I think the last time I heard it was like June 2nd. Might be later, I don't know. <laughs> what,
3: um, What's it like when you go out into like a supermarket and stuff? Like how many people are are wearing masks and that kind of thing?
2: Everyone, everyone is wearing masks. It's actually, you can't go into the store without a mask because they'll probably
3: kick you out. It's, okay, so the, the, the businesses are making it mandatory to wear a mask when you yeah. go in there, okay. Yep. I would say down here, like if you go into a Publix, I would say like anywhere between sixty and eighty percent of the people wear masks. All the employees are wearing masks, but it's not um, it's not obligatory.
2: No, every, everyone has to wear masks. <laughs> okay.
3: All right. So, how long were you able to train uh, jiu-jitsu up in Connecticut before the lockdown happened?
2: Uh. Probably like three months. Three months. <laughs> and then everything went to crap.
3: <laughs> oh, um, what's it like at your new gym up there?
2: Um, it's it's pretty good. It's it it's it was still a new environment before I stopped training. Like I was <laughs> just getting the hang of things with new people and, and then so it's um definitely more of a competition thriving gym whereas okay. ours was not that you know we we're you know me and you would laugh the entire time we're rolling and stuff and you know i it's more comp competing driven so okay and they're enforcing <laughs> the
3: rules you told me that like you can't use certain and because of your I, level, they've, they've
2: I was slapped on the wrist for trying to, to hold someone yes
3: <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing wow uh
2: um, in gi in gi apparently in no gi I, I could have but because i was a blue belt in gi and technically i'm not allowed to toe hold, i was you know oh, no. looked down upon for for toe holding. <laughs>
3: oh, no. um did you go to any other gyms when you were uh before finding this one because i know you had done research prior to your move from orlando up there and this was like on your list but did you actually visit any other gyms in person before settling on this one
2: not really, because um, the ones that I did happen to like, I found out were a lot farther away than I thought. Mm. <laughs> like the one that I showed you before was like a forty-five-minute drive, and I was like, "I'm not doing that every day."
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> Dang. All right, so this and then goes-
2: the other ones I didn't really, I didn't really vibe with.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, that, I mean, it, it, finding a gym is
3: definitely like. Or finding a people at, at the gym that you vibe with is definitely like, uh, it, I mean, I think we lucked out, and at least in Orlando, you know, and being able to find another place that has a similar vibe with people that you get along with, you have fun training with is, is hard. Um,
1: exactly.
3: <laughs> what's the um, What's the level like up there? How does it compare? If we if we gym rated you guys, what do you think would happen?
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh
2: i don't know because i haven't had the chance to meet like everyone yet
3: okay fair enough
2: i would say though that our g like our g classes there's a lot more people okay like i think our gym's volume was more um there was more girls
3: really in our school yeah it's even it's even less uh Less females up there. I,
2: I haven't even I haven't even looked at like competition yet because, you know, we all know that my weight class is like stucky for competition. Mm-hmm. There's never any girls who compete like past middleweight so super hard already. So I haven't even seen what that uh, population is and how that would fare here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I guess we'll see.
3: <laughs> so what's your average class size um, like for a geek class?
2: maybe trying to think maybe like 12 people
3: and that is an all levels class a fundamentals class or like a non-fundamentals class
2: at my current school it's it's all levels it's not separated okay between um uh, intro and advanced
3: okay and what's um what's like your breakdown of like white belts versus colored belts that sort of thing
2: there's there's definitely not a lot of color belts oh okay there's maybe two purple belts I've seen and two brown belts and maybe like three or four blue belts and then the rest are white belts okay yeah
3: and and is there as many students in gi versus no gi or is that something where there's more no gi grapplers
2: I think it's heavily, heavily on no-gi. Okay. I think a lot of people there prefer no-gi and do no-gi more than Mm -hmm. gi. So, yeah. Is it,
3: uh, you guys, your school has an MA team, correct? Or at least does MA classes? Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. Is that where, like... If you were to say what the focus of the school is, is there one particular discipline? Is it MMA? Is it is it submission grappling? Is it is it gi jitsu Is it muay thai? Like, where do you think the emphasis is?
2: I would think uh, submission grappling. Okay. It that's where that's where a lot of them do compete in. Um, as far as I know, I haven't gotten to know them that much, and that you know, but I, you know, I i've done some instagram stalking so (laughs) i see that it's more no gi no gi competitions um i rarely i haven't seen anyone really do any gi competitions to be honest so okay i might be bringing that in
3: (laughs) yeah for sure it's hard to play spider guard and submission grappling when you when you got no
2: (laughs) yeah exactly i try
3: (laughs) you try to grab some wrists and just yeah (laughs) <laughs> actually, I actually met a guy um, who uh, who actually believed. I wouldn't say he believed in it, but he did say I'll play spider guard by grabbing the wrist because he thinks you'll get severe arthritis if you grab, you know, uh, if you grab the ghee for ex- extended periods of time and are putting that that mangling pressure on your fingers. So it's just yeah. I don't know. I don't know. If it, I don't know if it, I, I've never seen anyone at a competition level actually hold wrist. So I don't. I, I don't know if it works, but we'll see. <laughs> um, so, Michelle, um, I know, like, bits and pieces of how you got into jiu-jitsu. Uh, I know it involved PSL. I know it involved, like, Dean a little bit. Um, can you just walk me through that? Because I don't have the complete picture. What got you into jiu-jitsu in the first place?
2: Um, I had a lot of mental health issues going on. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a lot of anxiety, depression, PTSD, a lot of crap going on. Um, I was also actually it was it was such a long time ago, I'm trying to remember. <laughs> but I need I, I needed something to do. Like I, I just moved to Florida. I, I've originally wanted to do kickboxing because I was like I like Boxing. I would do kickboxing classes,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and that gym was the closest kickboxing one to me because they had those classes there. So when I went, um Dan Donaldson, or yeah, showed me the the schedule, and he was like, "Oh, are you interested in any of these other things?"
3: Now, and what they age were you like, at this time? What age were you? Sorry to interrupt.
2: I was twenty one. Was 21. Okay. I was twenty. Yeah, because I was. Yeah, I started drinking, I was 21.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is how we remember.
2: <laughs> so yeah, he was like, oh, are you interested in any of these other classes? And I was like, "What? what's jujitsu? And he's like, Looks oh, kind of like grappling. So they gave me like an intro to it. And that's basically like, they showed me a couple moves. And I was like, yeah, I can, I can try this out. And then I started doing that. And that's where it all happened. Like, I was literally there. After work until it was time to go to bed, most days. Like I was there for, G class, MMA class, kickboxing class, and then I would go home. So sometimes I was there like three hours a day.
3: So you did MMA too? Yeah. Wow, I didn't know that. I did MMA see, from- see, see, I see <laughs> in, the, in this story. Okay. So uh, you were around 21 at the time you were drinking, <laughs> and you started Jiu Jitsu. Um, yeah. What? Uh, so you're. You, it sounds like you were training every day, or as or as many days as the gym offered, for the most part.
2: Pretty much, yeah.
3: Now, what was your reaction to it? You said like you felt like you could do it, but um, like how quickly did you get into jujitsu? Uh,
2: I I got into it very quickly. Like I, I literally wanted to go every day. Like I that was my thing. Like even open mats. Like some days I would like stop by. And then I'd be like, you know what, I'm gonna go grab my gi and I'll be right back and I'd stay for open mats and I would, I would do that all the time too. So I was like, mind you, I think they had, they were open every day too, if I remember correctly. Cause like Sundays was like kickboxing class in the morning and stuff like that. So I'd hang out and yeah, it became a lifestyle.
3: <laughs> yeah. What, uh, who was teaching at the time?
2: Um... Dean wasn't there that much. It was Anthony Esposito who has his own gym now, too. In I think it's in Stewart. He has a he has his own gym in Stewart now. Um, he was a Bronco at the time. Um, he was yeah. He was teaching majority of classes at the time.
3: Okay, and how long? So uh, take me through from starting your training there. To uh, migrating to Orlando and ultimately training at uh, AT to Orlando with us,
2: I um, moved to Orlando by myself. I didn't. I wasn't near any of my family in Orlando because my family lives like two hours away. But I had my own apartment. I was living by myself. Um, I honestly, I couldn't afford to take classes for a while, so I did take time off. Um, occasionally i would like join in a gym for like one day just to like see how it is and you Mm -hmm. know decide maybe i want to join this gym or not but finances were never really in my favor at the time because i had a car that constantly broke down and i didn't have any friends or family near me so (laughs) um yeah so that was the issue then and then eventually i got a raise i was able i got a car i was able to join a gym And that's where ATT Orlando came in. And I came in with my four-striped white belt. (laughs) How many
3: years years had you been training up until that point, would you say?
2: Uh, I think one year. Yeah, one year.
3: Okay. So one year and then whatever time uh, that you were not training because of having to get your finances ordered to move and all that stuff. That's how much you were training. Okay, and when did you start? So I trained start? one
2: year, and then I came to Orlando, and then when I started training there, it was, like, kind of restarting because it had been, like, two years since I started training, since I was training. So I had to, like, kind so of— you
3: trained for a year and then basically had two years off? Yeah. Okay. Something like that. <laughs> so how did you, how did you uh, come upon um, our gym?
2: Um, I Googled because at first I lived near Longwood. So I was, I started, I went to a class there first. And then when I moved, Orlando was the closest gym, like literally down the street from me. Mm -hmm. So an American Top Team is the name that I knew. Like that was my first gym. That's where I learned, started learning stuff. So I was like, if I go to American Top Team, I feel more comfortable. You know, the name sounds familiar. Mm -hmm. Then I went there and then come to find out Paul knew Dean, who was one of my instructors from previously. So I was like, okay. This is cool.
3: <laughs> yeah, so that yeah, that that definitely that common bond definitely yeah. makes. Sense. So, how did it feel to? So when did? So when exactly did you start again? Because I feel like you you were already training when I started, so I'm trying to figure out like sometime in early 2007 or not 2007 2017 or when do
1: you think? I was
2: think? like what? Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll say 2007, yeah. Yeah, no. I think I I did start around the time you did. Okay. I'm trying to remember like who was Was Victor there. already
3: there when you started? Was he? Cuz Victor started a few months before me, I think in like September.
2: Maybe. Maybe.
3: Okay, so sometime probably later on in in 2017 you you started.
1: Yeah.
3: How did it yeah. feel? Uh how did you feel grappling after 2 years of not training regularly
2: oh my god that was the worst <laughs> i
3: i and wearing four stripes on that belt they're like ooh, look at this four stripe white belt. i
2: was so scared of the warm-ups because i knew that was gonna kill me like i was grappling someone whatever you know destroy me I, I know i'm gonna get destroyed because i haven't done it in so long but the warm-ups were like <laughs> were so hard to get back into <laughs> And I remember I remember like the maybe like the second day I came back um Heather was paired up with me to grapple mm-hmm. and she kind of just like mounted me and then was like I just want to see what you got and I was like oh god <laughs> I was like I haven't grappled in 3 or two two or 3 years like what <laughs>
3: Wow, that's 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 pretty funny. I want to see what you've got. <laughs> oh man. Uh for those of you who know who we're talking about, you
1: know <laughs> that's pretty awesome.
3: <laughs> that's pretty awesome. So um so yeah, what was it like getting getting started uh at the gym? Like how, how uh how long did it take? Well I mean just walk me through like that process of getting your blue belt then. Like how long did it get your, your jujitsu legs back and, and how did that process go? Like getting acclimated?
2: Um, it, it was, it was a rough beginning cause mm-hmm. I had to remember, like, honestly, my body had pretty good memory when it came to certain, certain moves and stuff like that. But it, I think when I restarted, I learned a lot quicker. Than when I started as a white belt, like I, I like when I restarted this time after taking a break, I started getting things a lot quicker for some reason, and I think because like, I think my mind was like mentally ready for it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I started to, you know, remember moves and 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 body memory and all that stuff a lot quicker, but it, I think it took, it took like eight months from when I first started to get my blue belt because it was okay. like restarting. It felt like restarting again. So yeah, it. T- I think it took like eight months and it was funny because I thought I wasn't going to get my blue belt. <laughs> I was like so ready to not get it.
3: <laughs> was this, are you talking about like the day of promotions when he announces yes. everybody and then he skips over, like he does all the blue belts and then, yeah. And then you were sitting by yourself. So I'll tell this side of the story because I was there, I was sitting next to Amanda and You know, we're doing the Like, I already said it. I already
1: said it. Hey, hey,
3: it's her turn. It's her turn. And then it's like, and now the purple belts. And now all the four-stripe white belts that were sitting in a line have now left and gone one line forward. And you're sitting, like, on an island on the mat. This is like, this is doing promotions when everyone is there. And everyone's, like, packed together. But you're now on an island because... Uh, what, what's happening with Michelle? Like, <laughs> what's the deal with before
2: Michelle? Before that, before that happened, I was like, I would totally understand if I don't get my blue belt today. It's fine. <laughs>
3: and then that happened,
2: and I turned. I remember turning around and looking at you guys like.
3: <laughs> yeah, you get, yeah, I do remember. I remember you gave me. me. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he uh, he just kind of, I guess you know, Paul likes to fuck with people sometimes, so that was. Uh, <laughs> So was the victim him, that day. He <laughs> did a so, yeah, I think... Um, I don't remember when he exactly called you up, but he definitely called you up, I think. It was after, like, he was doing some purples. Like, he, he had Yeah, he you. did
1: a couple
2: purples, and then he called me and up. He and he I was like...
3: You. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Thank you, Paul. Thank you.
3: <laughs> what, um... How did it feel getting that blue belt? That was, like, a oh nice my god, promotion.
2: That was... That, that was, like, I was on top of the world. That was, that's probably on my list of, like, best accomplishments I've ever had, is getting that purple belt, because I'm like, yes, <laughs> I have made it. <laughs> I can now get more intense.
3: <laughs> what, um, so did you, uh, did it, like, some people, uh, I, I remember when I was, a like, a, a four-stripe white belt, and... I don't know if we had this conversation, but I had this conversation with some with some guys that were blue belts and I was like, you know, does anything change? Like I'd heard these like I heard these whispers like, Oh, when when you get your blue belt, get ready because everyone's gonna maul you now because like the training wheels are off and it's gonna get really rough and, and this. What was your experience making that transition from, from white to blue? Did your roles change? Did and, and, and some people I I've heard on the flip side just to really expand the the idea here is that I've heard Paul say that sometimes he'll belt someone up and they'll immediately get better because there's like a mental switch goes off. Like, Oh, now I am a blue belt. Now I can grapple better. It's almost like it helps people actually in some cases. So what was your experience when you became a blue belt, you were training with that blue belt around your waist? Sorry,
2: it was getting dark. Um, actually I, I, I agree. I think the switch did go go off in my brain on that um but also against other people i was grappling like, grappling with in the gym were like oh you're a blue belt now i'm not gonna go easy on you and i'm like wait <laughs> you went easy on me before i don't understand um i'll give you an example jb
3: oh, my <laughs> man.
2: jb kicked my ass so many times so many times there was the one class where um i I, I just got my blue belt like maybe the month before or something. And he's he's he was like trying to teach me a lot. He like I gave him that. Like he really did teach me a lot. Um but it was a small class and he was teaching and he had me roll with Eli and then he would switch on, like they would switch on and off
3: mm-hmm.
2: and freaking Eli, man. Like
3: Once he connects those <laughs> hands, he's gonna start squeezing.
2: Jesus. So it's me rolling with JB and Eli on and off. none of them went easy, by the way. There was no easy going in that role. So that, that, that was one of the things. And like, by the end of that class, like I literally took my blue belt off and like, I wanted to throw it at the wall. Like I was like, I don't deserve this.
3: What, um, so you mentioned that JB, you know, tried to, you know, should teach you uh, different things and stuff. And obviously JB was a guy who was um, like, he was, he was teaching classes there uh, before he left, but how, um, how, how, how does one like come at you with, with advice like that? Because there's some ways people like the unsolicited advice can also be taken the wrong way. Like who the fuck are you telling me what to do? So it's like, how did, how, How is JB able to present like these suggestions to you where you're like, Hey, I'm open and receptive to this and not like, Hey man, I, I appreciate it, but I'm, I'm not going to listen to you right now. Like this is like unwanted advice.
2: Uh, There's a, there's definitely a sense of humility. Like, you know, JB was a round belt. Like Mm he, he, he was experienced. And like, I knew he, I knew he was good. And like, I I don't know. He kind of, like, we would roll. And he would kind of let me go ahead and do something or try something. And if I, it wasn't working, he'd be like, you know how best you can get this move? Because he would, like, kind of guess at what I was trying to do. And he's like, all right. And he's like, how to best get this way is do this and this and this. And then he would let me go try it. And then I'd do it. And it would, it would work. And he's like, all right. And then at the end of the roll, he's like, all right. So you see that move you were doing. Let's try it doing this way. You know, it'll be more effective. Um You just kinda gotta, gotta be humble, man.
3: <laughs> the yeah. higher
2: votes no more. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> They're trying to show you something like, okay, yeah, like show me how to do that. <laughs>
3: what were what were some of the things J B was, was showing you? Like share Dude. the secrets. The secrets.
2: <laughs> pressure. <laughs> oh, okay. JB was JB was showing me how to apply pressure because that is like super key element to have in jujitsu is how to apply that. Even if you're smaller than your opponent, like, how do you keep them down? How do you keep from not getting rolled over? You know, how, how do you get out from under someone that's bigger than you? Like JB was either, he was either pressure or he was just like rolling all over you. Like Dean too. Dean was one of those people who would like, literally just pressure on top of you, you would not be able to move like you need to learn how to take that and figure out how to get out of it shit
3: <laughs> i do remember now that you mentioned that that jb um would oftentimes roll with you like you know jb was pretty selective about who he rolled with and i do remember him grabbing you uh on many occasions you know which which is cool you know because um, clearly you know he, he got something out of that role too, you know, and, and that says a lot about your jujitsu, you know what I mean? So I think that's, that's a, that's a big compliment that he, that he's paying you. So, um, yeah, JB, uh, I miss JB. I, it, it, it's, uh, it's shitty when, um, when good grapplers that really contribute, you know, leave. So that was a, that was a loss when he left. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember him telling me he, he whenever I rolled with him, he was like, you just got to keep moving, man. You just, you can't stop. You got to keep, you got, when you're passing. Yeah,
1: that was his thing. Yep. You got
3: to get off your feet. You got to get off your knees. You got to pass on your feet. You just got to keep moving. You can't stall, you know, just got to keep, keep going. And then I remember. That was another
2: of, thing. Yeah. He I, was.
3: He... I remember <laughs> the role I had where I was exhausted. Um, I almost felt like a, because I, at that time, was trying to not be schizo. And he was almost asking me to be schizo again to a degree, you know, and, and just say, hey, trust the fact that. You're not going to be schizo before because you're at least doing technique, but you're going to be. But I felt like a schizo again, and I, you know I was just scrambling and 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 just being a little more wild, and I was exhausted afterwards. And and he he tied it up. It's like. All the roles should be like that, man. That's how it should be. <laughs> yeah,
2: yes. Yeah. Nope. I would be completely gassed out from, like, trying to, like, you know, get away from what he was trying to pull. I would be completely gassed out. I'd be, like, on my knees, like, trying to go for a grip. And he's, like, attack. He's, like, attack. <laughs> Do something. Come on. Don't stop. Let's roll. <laughs> I'm, like, oh, my God.
3: <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. He, um... Last I've checked is he's up in Seattle and he's at a gym. I don't know exactly what gym, but I think he's working at Amazon and kind of just doing his thing. You know, JB being JB being that foresight Brown belt is going to beat most black belts.
1: (laughs) I
2: mean, the the whole teaching of you got to attack has definitely helped. I'm an overthinker. And when jujitsu, you can't, like, it's, it's great to think, it's, you know, it's chess, but you also have to, you can't sit there and stall the entire time, you have to figure out a way to keep constantly trying to attack. So, yeah. I I picked that up, so, especially rolling with you guys, man. <laughs> There's no stalling.
1: <laughs>
3: There's go, no epic way oh,
2: to get through that. Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> what, um... When did you develop your uh, propensity or your like for, um, for Spider-Guard?
2: As a white belt. <laughs> As a
3: white belt, like, was that something, it was just like, you guys did a Spider-Guard spider um, like section, no, we and you didn't, got into it, or how did how that come about?
2: We, we didn't even have a section of, of Spider-Guard that I can remember. It was an open mat we had, and I was rolling with this girl who was a purple belt, and she did it to me and she like controlled me and I was like, wait, this is kind of cool. So I kind of like just picked it up from that. Like I don't remember us having like an official class about spider guard. Until <laughs> I came to ATT Orlando mm-hmm. and then we started learning about Spider guard, but I had already been like practicing like every role we went through like I was doing I was trying to do spider guard or trying to figure out how to grip properly. So that my fingers wouldn't hurt so much
3: <laughs> well i remember uh, early on like i would say a month or so into my time there uh, we went into a spider guard and lasso guard section so that was probably january of 2018 so that was probably a few months into you being there uh yeah we got to do a little spider guard and paul was saying how well i'm not sure if i want to show this you know to the next set of white belts, because I'm debating if it's going to be in the curriculum or not, and all that kind of thing. But, but yeah. Um, so, do you um, like how much do you spend looking at like YouTube videos and instructionals to augment?
2: I, if you follow me on Instagram, you know I post at least one jujitsu video a day.
3: This is true. Your story <laughs> of is very some active. Some sort you're,
2: of you're, cool
3: moves. Like your your story is like is like memes um uh mental health awareness uh nox your dog and jujitsu <laughs> that
2: that is literally my life that's, that's my life and i follow so many accounts like so many different gyms in different locations i follow different um practitioners i i follow meme accounts for jujitsu i i so, I'm looking at videos and competition videos, and I watch the IBJJF videos, mm-hmm. and I, I'm pretty much, you could say I'm studying <laughs> when I'm watching them. So, I mean, that's where you kind of get your ideas for what to try to pull off next class.
3: So, <laughs> Yeah, well, is there any particular grappler or grapplers where you get some inspiration when it comes to the spider guard stuff?
2: Not really, honestly. I haven't... The ones that I follow, at least, I don't see much spider guard going on, and I don't know if it's because when you become a higher belt, it's not something you typically use. I'm not sure, because um, like I follow a lot of a lot of black belts, <laughs> a lot of brown belts, so I don't see it that often. So I don't know if it's something that like kind of falls off once you become a higher belt. Um, but I've been following a lot of like, like I love Michelle Nicolini, like her guards and and the way she she moves, like I love her. I'll watch all of her videos. Um, but yeah, come to think of it, I'm like, I don't really, I don't really see spider guard happening too much. Maybe it's because you know it hurts your fingers, and that's crazy. Why are you doing that? <laughs>
3: Well, I, I, I know some, like, practitioners that, you know, have won titles that play Spider. The guy that comes to mind um, on the men's side is uh, Humalo, So mm-hmm. um, he's a Gracie Baja guy, and, and he plays Spider. And actually, um, you'll be happy to know that I'm starting to play a lot more Spider now. Like, I feel like that's what I have to do <laughs> to keep – because I, I know there's a lot of big guys that, that try to pass on their knees –
2: Oh, God, it's great to do with bigger people.
3: Well, and also get them to stand their knees because that's...
2: Get the- them off balance, get them off balance, get them on the ground. Like, I, there's so many different sweeps that I can't wait to, like, try. Like, I don't even rem- remember the names of them or exactly how they went. Like, I know I have them, like, a bunch of saved in a playlist somewhere, probably on my Instagram on the save thing.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: But, like, there's so much that I'm like, that seems so cool. I've been in that position before. I need to use that next time. So, I... <laughs> I can't wait to start training again.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I I, I hear you. I I, I feel for you. You know, um, what, yeah, it's uh, the, the, so down here, the the gym's been open, uh, open on Monday. So it's been open for a week now. uh, But, you know, not everyone came back, obviously, for, for various reasons. But the people that did come back definitely were like, super thrilled to be back. Like, the ones that, that they felt like, okay, I'm comfortable enough doing this, um, they, de- they definitely were like, oh, my God, like, I needed this. It was, it was for those people, it was, very, it was an orgasmic week for those people. Now, other people, you know, are in situations where, um, you know, they're not comfortable yet, which is fine. I, I totally get that. But, um, yeah, I I, uh, yeah, I feel you. I, I, I feel your pain, you know, is tough what um you've been you've been doing some drilling i saw on social media and more interestingly to me you seem to have gotten on a a meal plan or some sort of i i don't know if it was i I, see this is where you can help me i don't know if it was a diet plan a workout plan or a combination of the two but you seemed like that's something you stuck to and you're already like i you know my body composition's different like i feel strong and all this stuff like so tell me about that
2: uh i did both i um i got a trainer who's actually local to my town um but she does online online training gains by tiff she gave me a meal plan and workouts to start which by the way was interrupted because of the freaking gyms closing <laughs> so literally like oh, i So this I actually seemingly...
3: happened sorry to interrupt but this happened prior to the shutdown so you actually had gym yeah. workouts in a gym that you were doing
2: Yep. But I had acquired a lot of home workout stuff in the the years. Like, I have a bunch of resistance bands, different weights, and stuff like that. So, literally, um, the morning that we found out our gyms were closing, I was like, all right, I have to look up um, different things to do with the resistance bands. I have to find find out because I also have dumbbells. So, and then she sent me the same day, you know, things to do with that stuff so I was like I never kind of stopped I just kept doing it and also I had it like you you know that the thing that you have like oh don't do cardio cardio is not going to help you get you know lose weight because if you lift more that'll help you lose weight that you know that whole mindset like I got into that and I started trying to lift more and like cut cardio off completely which was probably my downfall and getting gassed out a lot (laughs) Because I would lift every day, like, after, you know, Mm jujitsu, And I tried to keep up with lifting here um, and not doing cardio. Well, I started doing cardio according to the workout plans and found out how bad I was at it.
1: Mm, Yeah.
2: (laughs) So now every day I either do HIIT or some form of cardio or, you know, something like that. And I'm, like, I'm finding out that I am getting better at it. So I'm like, shh. When Jujitsu comes back, I'm not getting guessed out as quickly.
3: Yeah, is <laughs> That's uh, the
2: goal?
3: <laughs> is the cardio um, like kind of a traditional cardio, like stationary bike, jogging, that sort of thing, or is it more um, like kettlebell workouts with uh, lower weight, higher reps, so you can keep the intensity up?
2: I hate running.
3: Okay, I me too.
2: Besides <laughs> running, I I literally have a little heart attack every time paul yells out jog as a warm-up because i hate it so much <laughs> but i also i live in um i live on the second floor of an apartment and i can't like jump around and do burpees up here because of the people downstairs mm-hmm. so i i found um emom which is every minute on the minute of doing something okay that is so effective um so i'll like find like a few things to do like I'll do lunges um, uh, lunges squats, stuff like that so I'll find like a, a few things to do and literally just time it. Every minute I switch and do something else every minute I switch and do something else for 30 minutes. so I either do that or hit which is the same thing. so I'll either have weights, um, bicep curls for 30 seconds stop you know doing shoulder presses for 30 seconds stopping. So I found that helps a lot. Um, Granted, my weights are like 15 pounds each, so I'm not really lifting that much, but it's going to keep the heart rate up, and mainly I'm really just trying to last throughout every role in class and not take a break.
3: So uh, how many days a week are you doing uh, strength and conditioning?
2: five (laughs) five days a week okay five days a week yeah and how long how long
3: roughly is one of your workouts typically
2: uh it can be if it's if i'm doing um like a workout like biceps and back and then my cardio that'll probably be like an hour if i'm just doing cardio or hit for that day it'll probably be like 30 to 45 minutes
3: okay cool so, what about the nutrition side of things? What have you been doing on that side of things? Because I saw that was another facet of this. Is that also um, from uh, Gains by Tiff? That's the name? Yeah. Of okay. Is that also from her or is that, is that a different plan?
2: No, that's, that's from her. And I'm so grateful for that because I've had a love hate relationship with food forever. Like, you know, I've had eating disorders and, and stuff like that. So, when. Like, I, I did keto, like, right before my, was it the second competition? No, the first competition. I did keto before my first competition. You know, the one that I lost because I had uh, pulled a muscle on my back? Mm-hmm. That
1: one? Yeah, I remember that
2: one. <laughs> I did keto that one, and I lost, like, 10 pounds. Um, but that is not sustainable. <laughs> like, you know, I like tacos. I, you know, I like drinking, and it wasn't sustainable at all. So, like, I had a love-hate relationship with carbs and stuff like that, and I didn't know how to eat, and it turns out that I started eating, like, way less than I should have, um, trying to cut the carbs, or, tr- yeah, trying to cut the carbs, so I started eating way less than I should have with the amount of working out that I was doing. So, I was at the gym, doing jujitsu, sometimes two classes, and then lifting weights after, or before, and not eating that much, <laughs> So you're so a I, severe
3: like um, caloric deficit, and and actually kind of starving your body because you're doing all this athletic activity.
2: It ruined my metabolism. Like my metabolism was shot. So when I got to Connecticut and I wasn't like I wanted to get um, adjusted with my new job before I started to join a gym again. Um, I kind of just went in a bulk mode because I was like, all right, well my like I started doing research and I'm like, my body like my metabolism is messed up. I'm realizing that and i need to start eating more to get used to it so i started doing that and then i was lifting weights and then i was like all right i i got to a point where i was like okay now i need to do something to get my body healthy again because now i'm eating too much and i you know i'm gonna start training again so that's when the whole dieting happened and now like you know her meal plan included carbs when I was like wait a minute <laughs> mm-hmm. I have to eat carbs <laughs> so I got a cum- I got accustomed to that and I was eating more carbs and everything and it it definitely helped like I was I realized that I was eating carbs and started looking better regardless so like it's actually working I can actually eat carbs <laughs> what is this magic yeah <laughs> So, I mean, I have my cheat days here and there, like, you know, I I have pizza, I have, you know, I think I cheated, like, maybe once or twice. Like, I would break a cookie, I had a cookie, like, I'm not gonna <laughs>
3: say no. How many calories <laughs> are you trying to hit each day?
2: I actually don't have that in mind, because um, I become obsessed. So, I... I kind of like it's a mental thing like I, I have it mentally that all right well if I eat this and this and this in the morning that's pretty much equivalent to what I used to eat before um, on the meal plan and stuff like that and that would be that would be fine so like I, I kind of have to keep it like that because if I put it into numbers I would become overly obsessed with it and that won't be good. You
3: make like a Google Doc, a Google spreadsheet, and start like
2: <laughs> yeah,
3: entering all yeah.
2: That stuff. I'm really into spreadsheets, man. <laughs>
3: I know I have a couple of friends that are like that, and that's why I'm like, <laughs> it's like I. So I bet you made a, a, a Google spread, like for your move to Connecticut. You had at least one, probably multiple spreadsheets made for the move and budgets yeah. and inventory yeah. of what to move and all this stuff.
2: <laughs> I did. I, did.
3: <laughs> I mean, do you have a um, um like this is what, like one of my friends a project manager it's like perfect for that mindset so having that mindset's good for for certain for certain job like you'll be all over it. you're like hey you forgot to do this i have it in inventory right here in this column h uh row c here um so what got you into wanting to compete um
2: I don't know, really. (laughs) Is it fair
3: fair to say that when you started in Orlando, that you didn't have interest in or that much interest in competing yet when you first started?
2: Correct. I I wasn't that like I just wanted to get better. That was like my goal was. I just wanted to get better. But I think rolling with the people that i rolled with out there it was like it was it was fun but it was also competitive and at the time i was just like you know i i just want to compete for fun like if i win i win that'd be awesome but like just to have the experience would be fine too even though like it gave me anxiety <laughs> right before oh, yeah. but oh yeah everyone's <laughs>
3: stressed out you get nerves you get butterflies
2: like i was on uh, such a high when i won my no gi match and i was like oh great this is awesome and then i lost my gi match because like i was on like this high and i was like oh uh, i completely forgot what i was supposed to do here <laughs>
3: which is funny because you you know i feel like you'd log more hours up until that point in gi than in no gi at least going to that tournament so it's funny that i
1: did <laughs> <laughs> i
2: i thought i had the gi in the bag
3: <laughs> you're like just give me those grips i'm good to go
2: so but that was that was a smaller comp too and like i really like my my goal right now is like i want to compete in IBJJF, even though like so many you know even even with all the rules and and stuff like that, like, it's still, like, something I really want to do (laughs) once this is all over.
3: Yeah, for sure. So, what, um, so, I, I think I, kind of interrupted you. You said you were rolling with people, like, your goal was just to get better. Um, was, was it just kind of a gradual, like, hey, this, I kind of, like, this competition bug's kind of come, or was there, like, a you saw someone else compete and you're like, well, well, shit, if they can do it, I can do it. Like, how did that, was it a gradual thing? Was it kind of like an epiphany you just had? Like how that, what got you into actually signing up? Because a lot of people talk, you know, we've encountered, oh yeah, I'm gonna compete. And then, you know, they back out for some reason, you know?
2: I I started doing research, man. I started watching videos and you know, the videos are from competitions Mm -hmm. and seeing how awesome, Everyone felt like after they won a competition, like I wanted that. I never felt that before. <laughs> I was never like I had never had like a a, a big accomplishment, honestly.
3: Did so you play, I wanted. It. Did you play any sports um, as a child?
2: No, I lived in. Uh, no, I, I didn't I didn't play any sports. Um, I threw a hell of a baseball pitch, but. <laughs> I didn't join any sports teams. I was an art kid, you know? (laughs) So this was like the first official like sport that I felt really good in. And when I started noticing that I was getting better and I started noticing, I was like, you know, tapping people out. I was like, man, this would be awesome. Like if I freaking brought home a medal, I'd be so proud of myself. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So that's what I wanted. Like I wanted that sense of accomplishment. (laughs)
3: So when, um, what was it like getting ready for that first, was it a new breed or a, a Naga? Uh,
2: the first one was top cancer out, The second one was new breed.
3: Oh, the tap, the one I competed in. Yes. Okay. That one. Okay. Yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> the fine. one where I, the mat, I the hurt mat. my mat.
2: So what was
3: <laughs> like getting ready for that? Like, how, how did you – because, you know, when, when when some people are competing, um, you know, Paul will be like, all right, you guys start standing and, and try to up the intensity and start to simulate. So what was, like – when did you sign up? So the first, that's the first question. How many weeks out from the tournament date or the match date did you sign up?
2: I think it was a month. Okay. I think I signed up a month prior. So
3: how are those four weeks?
2: Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was – it was definitely cool i liked i liked how i liked the experience of preparing for a competition because it's not like regular classes it's like you know anyone who was instructing whether it be like chris or, or paul would be like all right four people stand out we're all gonna take turns and you know mm-hmm. stand up and 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 try to sweep or or try to take down or something like that like drills like that i felt like made me a lot better Even after competition, obviously, that was something that would stick with you. Um, When you're doing regular classes and you're just drilling and stuff like that, you know, it's not as intense.
1: Mm -hmm. Certainly.
2: Upping the intensity and making it more competitive gave you that competitive edge. So I think I thought it was fun. It was hard. It was hard as heck, but it was fun.
3: (laughs) And what was... um how you like on 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 match day when did the injury happen was it did it happen prior or i don't remember
2: the night before
3: (laughs) the night before okay
2: the night before i felt like my back was hurting and i had stretched like all day to try to um loosen it and it just it wouldn't budge so like Man, I I get so like frustrated when I think about it because like I remember being on the ground and the girl being on top of me and like I could really like I was I literally could roll her over, but I couldn't turn in that direction.
3: <laughs> I remember you telling me that. And I remember looking at you when you were grappling and 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 you just seemed way more stationary. <laughs> than I
2: was this. like, I can't move. <laughs> the nerve in my back hurts. <laughs> Like, I guess, like, I could have withdrawn, but, like, I felt like I was preparing for this all month, and I was like, no, I, I just want to do it. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I could have taken my name out, but I was like, nah, I'm good. I'm here, I want to do it, let's do it. So I tried, <laughs> and I did not. <laughs>
3: well, I mean, that, that, that's, that's part of it, right? But, I mean, you can't, you, you, you got to, you went out there and you tried, and you, you did the best. So then you got to avenge that in the new breed. So what was that, the 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 euphoria victory? How, is, how did that match go? Because I didn't get to see that match um, up close because so many people went on at the same time. And I think someone told me, like, oh, go, you know, someone needs support over there. And then the next thing I know, like, I think there were, like, eight matches, so I'm like, well, wait a minute. Isn't that, like, Michelle's over there in Nogi, you know?
2: And- yeah. Um, it... It went pretty good it was it was really hard because i think the the couple weeks leading up to it is when we really started learning leg locks Mm -hmm. (laughs) and we were like oh you know we thought these are really cool but like we can't use these in competition so (laughs) we had to like rearrange what we remember in terms of moves like wait we just learned this but we can't use that in competition or we're gonna get disqualified so there was there was a moment in my competition where like you can clearly see that I would have like I could have had like a knee bar and like I had to like let go of the knee like I had to let go of the leg and like do try to do something else like it was just
3: well wasn't there like a moment where someone had single leg x and was starting to reap and the ref stopped and said don't reap but he didn't he didn't disqualify anyone he just said he just said reset, you know, like, yeah, he's like, no, no he didn't even this. say
2: reset. He didn't say reset. Well,
3: I can't remember. Did well, he, if I he mean, said reset or if he reset, like, I just mean like he moved it out. It's like, don't yeah, move he moved the and leg. He's like, no, no, no. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> like, oh crap. Sorry. Cause like, you know, in our gym, like when we were messing around and doing, you know, foot locks and stuff like that, we, we didn't really kind of take seriousness into that part yeah. and in terms of reaping. Like, oh yeah, that'd be reaping. But you know. We didn't say, oh, you can't do that, restart, you know? We kinda just went with the flow, did what we did. But, so sometimes I would forget, like, that's reaping.
3: <laughs> yeah, that's the it's thing. still
2: it's, it's still hard sometimes, cause I have to remember, wait, where's my leg? Let me make sure that I'm not reaping. And that's
3: yeah, there's, uh, something you have to sets, keep in mind. The rules, well, it sounds like the gym you're at, but they're more cognizant of the rule set, So you're gonna be, yeah. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I remember texting you, or I think I, te- I was like, hey, how's it going up there? And you was like, I got, I don't think you used the word scolded. I got admonished or scolded for, for toe holding someone. I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> and in all caps. It's like, what? <laughs>
2: I was so, I was like, I can't, like, are you, really? Like, I can't even toe hold while we're just rolling and messing around? No? Okay. Sorry.
3: So, is <laughs>
1: different that, is, is,
3: is that just because you're rolling with, uh, it, 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 is, is there, is it who you're doing it to or is what the belt you're wearing? So it's like, if you do that to a black belt, okay, because they know toe holds. Is that how they're doing it? Like, if you were doing it to another blue belt, then they don't expect a blue belt to know that because of the rule set. Or is it because you're a blue belt, you're not allowed to do it?
2: Um, it might be both. Because, honestly, like, I toe-holded the two brown belts on, like, my first day. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right, I to to. I went straight for the foot.
3: <laughs> oh, okay. I was going to say, did you just sub two brown belts right away with toe
2: did no. you just sub and tell? They were just like, wait a minute, what the fuck are you like? Wait a minute, this little blue belt is trying to toe hold us? Oh wow,
3: they're like, wow, this person's going prison rules right off the bat. Look at
2: this. Yeah, exactly. So that that was like my first day, and then I guess as I was going, the the one that I get that I got scolded for toe holding was another blue belt. So I don't know if it was because of our levels like wait a minute you guys calm down you don't know how to defend that you might hurt each other <laughs> maybe there's like a,
3: maybe there's like a math formula it's like the combined belt ranks have to be above purple or something
2: it might have even been the instructor themselves that were like no i don't i don't really know i was kind of too embarrassed to ask i was just like oh my bad <laughs> dude
3: i can only imagine like what because uh, i told eric right away and i can only imagine like eric's reaction like if he drops in and he's just rolling, and then he starts grabbing toe holds and stuff, and people are like, what are you doing? I mean, he would
2: lose he, <laughs> he Yeah. Mind you, they have, my gym has a, a leg lock class. Like, they have a leg lock class, but it's no gi. So if I'm sh- coming straight from a leg lock class and going to gi class, like, my brain is going to be tuned to leg locks.
3: <laughs> so well, is there much difference between the people that, that, do gi versus um like submission grappling at your gym like is there much cross pollination like our gym
2: There is there is um there's there's a couple people who are like strictly no gi that's it but I I do see a lot of I see a lot more experience in no gi like there will be people who are pretty darn good at no gi but are like white belts in gi so I feel like maybe that's where they started and then started doing gi yeah. um but yeah, it's really heavy on nogi at where that is.
3: Gotcha. Gotcha.
2: But when I heard that leg lock class, I was like, "Oh, <laughs> this is gonna be dangerous."
3: <laughs> yeah, no, I, I can imagine. Um, how many, um, how many black belts are up there, roughly?
2: Two. I think there's two that I've seen in that gym there's two and then maybe two or three brown belts there's not that many
3: <laughs> interesting well it's you... not
2: it's not a heavy jiu-jitsu environment as it is in florida honestly because in in florida there are so many jiu-jitsu gyms all over the place for some reason at least that's what i've noticed like there was maybe three or f- how many are in orlando like four or five
3: <laughs> oh geez i mean it depends on how wide you draw the circle you know exactly
2: there's there's in every section of town there is some sort of jujitsu gym
3: yeah for sure
2: so i haven't really felt that it's that strong vibe here yet so i don't know then again i haven't looked into like every town to see if there's jujitsu gyms or whatever but yeah i don't at least my gym there's only yeah there's only like two two black belts two brown belts that i've seen or that i've rolled with so there could be more but i i've never seen them
3: yeah 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 fair enough what um is in terms of like the schedule um i know our gym in orlando is particularly heavy on classes more so than even other gyms in orlando um what what's like the jujitsu schedule in terms of offerings like during the week like do they have like a day and an afternoon class like I, i guess here's my first question do they offer gi every day or do they do gi like monday wednesday friday and then put submission grappling on tuesdays and thursdays
2: um i think there's like one two three there was like four or five gi classes throughout the week and then and then like it would be like gi and no gi. gi and no gi. leg lock class gi class you know so it, it i think it was a fair amount because i remember sending you the schedule to show you because i was like oh look like this is how um, mm, okay yeah. I'm getting plenty I'm getting plenty of both cuz you know over there it was like two or th- two or three nogi classes and one of those being just the drilling on Sunday mornings. Yeah. So and then just a the two two E classes. So and this one I was like, "Oh, look, they have plenty of nogi classes to do too." So I think it was a yeah. good distribution of both.
3: I'm, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> well um we've been going an hour i'm happy to keep talking if you want but we have to do another like id because <laughs> they, they, they 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 cap it at an hour um oh, okay. you want to <laughs> and talk a little more uh yeah that's fine Good. all right we won't go another hour because i'm sure we'll fall asleep by then but let me uh end this and i'll restart okay
2: okay and we're back
3: yeah look at this
2: <laughs>
3: so you know i got you know the inspiration um have you seen how Laborio has been doing these like every day?
2: No, no, I I get the alerts, but like I'm usually doing something at times, so I haven't been able to click on them. Why is yeah. he, is this what he's doing?
3: Yeah, he does this <laughs> every day, he, and and <laughs> he's, he's like interviewing people, like with with I think like not only is he interviewing people for um, for himself because I think of the the UCF BJJ club for working with like Black Belt Magazine, whatever. Um, a lot of people are, are asking him, but. He's there in, in the same office, wearing the same UCF hat, with his you know with his salt and pepper beard. He's always doing this, you know, and and he just he he looks like he looks like jujitsu Santa Claus. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> it's like if, if, if Santa Claus was it was jacked and and had a, a more trim beard and stuff, but he's <laughs> interviewing people. It's uh it's awesome. Like uh so anyway, he's been doing that, and that's been. I was like, dude, like, everyone can do this. So it's like, well, I, I want to do that. So we tried to record a podcast on Sunday or Saturday, rather, and it was absolutely horrendous. So I was like, you know what? Let me try, uh, let me try this Instagram Live thing. And I actually hit up Chihuahua, too. And Chihuahua, <laughs> I, I, I hit him up, and he responded right away. And then he's like, Bro, you gotta give me at least a day's notice, bro. I was like, "But what are you doing right now?" He's like, "Nothing." <laughs> so I have no idea what, what. Was he
2: in his right mind? <laughs> I have no
3: idea. I, I don't know what state of mind he's in. I don't know what he's wearing or not wearing. But um, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised that you have to talk to my agent. You know, my representative to to schedule. <laughs> to Where
2: is he now? was he still in New York?
3: <laughs> he's in New York City and not working, I, I think. Um, I, I, I don't know. I, I kind of wanted to find out. That's why I wanted to talk to him. But uh, he keeps bringing up Jamie's uh, arm and mm-hmm. how he arm it twice. So he... Uh, he I don't know, he, it's the still drug. Chihuahua. I I, I, I I told him, like, you need to come back here, man. We'll be happy. I told him, we'll kick your ass for half the price you're paying to go to Marcello's gym. You know what I mean? So <laughs> he... Uh, but he's a character. We miss, we miss you,
0: Chihuahua. Um,
3: <laughs> so... Um, what I, I didn't get to ask you yet, and this is kind of the thing I did want to ask you, um, I like to ask everybody this that we have on, Um, what are your, In 2020 is kind of shitty because of the curveball, but like, what do you, what, what are your goals for 2020 or what were your goals for 2020 rather, you know, cause maybe that got affected by the pandemic and like, what are your jujitsu goals?
2: I, I know I touched on it because me and you talk all the time about like how jiu-jitsu is going and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> um, I'm trying to move down weight classes
1: mm-hmm.
2: because like I said before, being a girl in jiu-jitsu on in certain locations, it's very hard to find people to compete with. Because I am not small. I'm not tiny. And when you go up belt sizes, or belt sizes, when you go up belt um, colors, like it, it seems like the weight classes strictly stick to below middle. Okay. And so I'm just trying to work my way. Like I, I know I'm not going to be this light feather girl. <laughs>
1: That's
2: well, never that going to happen. Can,
3: can you, do you think you can realistically compete in a weight class and still be healthy and and the right weight and body composition for your your frame. Yes. Okay. Yes.
2: It, like I said, I'm there's no way in hell that I'm going to get into light feather mm-hmm. featherweight, lightweight um and be strong enough or, or compete. So it's it's going to be difficult. Um but when in my last competition, you know, I I did drop weight for that and like i think it was like it was cutting it close because i had like a few more pounds to drop and i literally joined the gym just so i can use the sauna the day before to get off that water
3: weight wow that's crazy
2: (laughs) so i had i just had like a couple more pounds to drop and i was like all right let me just do this and then but i fought great that day like i felt good that day Mm -hmm. so i think in a like if I can drop down to at least that weight and just stick to it and be able to compete in that weight I would feel great like friggin', I, I follow you know cyborg <laughs> oh yeah okay
3: with cyborg uh, uh, male Jitsu cyborg or yes. He, okay yes
2: the, yes male jujitsu cyborg not the other one
3: <laughs> not, okay, not MMA champ cyborg okay
2: Yeah. um his fiance yep. Maggie Maggie Grin- Grinaldi yep. like I follow her. She weighs one sixty. Like she looks amazing, and she's strong as hell. Like, oh, yeah. that's my weight class. <laughs> so I'm just trying to, you know, lose the fat, gain the muscle. <laughs> mm-hmm. So and you know, obviously, I'm not going to be freaking eighteen percent body fat. That's ridiculous because you know I like tacos too much. But <laughs>
3: <Taco> <laughs> if I Tuesday. can
2: if I can get down there, that would, that would be great. And, and, you know, have that as my walking weight, that'd be great. So I, I mean, I have a few more pounds to go to get there. And then like, if I can just have that maintained that way, when jujitsu does come back and I'll be ready, (laughs) but that's probably my main goal is to, is to get to that healthy weight and maintain that healthy weight and then be able to sign up for competitions And be able to actually compete against more than one person because you know paying a hundred dollars for a competition just to you know grapple one person for two matches because there's no one else in that weight class is It's a it's,
3: it's a letdown. It's a letdown. Yeah, and yeah. And, and it's and it's shitty because you. It's not like they change the entry fee or anything. You're still paying a hundred bucks or eighty five. Exactly. Like
2: if I can bucks. if I can grapple guys, I grapple guys. Like let me grapple the guys. I'm perfectly mm-hmm. <laughs> perfectly fine with grappling the guys.
3: Yeah, it's no, always
2: wearing my weight class.
3: <laughs> I mean that's that's kind of the thing with the whole. I, it, it's weird for me because I you know I I came from I told this to other people like I come from the tennis world where there's weight classes don't exist in tennis. It's not like a weight class is going to have any advantage. So everyone is just in the same bracket. So when you, even as a, as a kid, you're going to have at least 16, 32 people in a, in a tournament bracket. So you're going to get matches, you know, and they guarantee you at least two. Um, That's if you just, you know, lose two, you'll get at least two matches. But um, because jujitsu tournaments break up everybody by belt rank, obviously, but then also by age and weight, it's like, you can have 500 people sign up for a tournament and they'll be like one person in this division one person in that division yeah. and then they have to start moving this happens to you all the time it's like well there's this lightweight that has to get bumped up or you get to have bumped up and 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 go with someone that's like 190 or something like it's just it it's um... and the
2: weight classes are like ridiculous like i can be i can be like 161 and i'd go like you said i'd go against someone who is freaking 185 or something and i'm like okay that's a big that's a big weight distribution especially for like females because it's like you know unless you're all muscle like that's gonna be a big person
3: (laughs) and that's a big percentage like i mean 20 pounds is a is a big percentage of 65 70 or 170 pounds you know that's like a big percentage of it so um yeah i think i think if 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 people could be guaranteed like oh i'm gonna have like five people in my bracket six people in my bracket then you feel a little more comfortable putting the money down you know but i know a lot of people like mike sahibis uh will mention to me like i think uh like he won't sign up because he'll wait he'll be like i'm waiting for but then i think everyone's waiting so it's like all these gravelers are waiting like i'm not going to sign up because refunds are kind of tricky they just give me credit most of the time They're like we'll give you credit for another new breed or another naga and it's like well i'm waiting. that's what get-
2: happened. That's what happened when I wanted to sign up for IBJJF because no one was in my weight class. and I'm like, I'm not paying this money to do this competition if no one's going to be in my weight class. So I'm just going to wait and see if anyone's in my weight class. And then by the time I was like, all right, let me sign up because there's like three girls in my weight class, three people in my weight class in all of Orlando. <laughs> and then, oh, and um, what is it? I think the entries were full or something and I couldn't. I was like, there's three people in that weight class and you're telling me that I can't sign up for it because all the other people, all the other weight classes are full.
3: (laughs) That's crazy. I didn't know that. I didn't know that part of the story. That, that, that doesn't make sense to me. Like, yeah, we have, we're all full over here, but there are only three people here. and We're not going to, yeah, that doesn't make sense. Um, So what about uh, like jujitsu goals? Like you told me like you, this is like one obviously the jujitsu goal is I wanna I wanna drop this weight to get myself into a weight class that allows me to compete hopefully with a bigger population of, of female um jujitsu practitioners. What about um, other jiu jitsu goals, like belt ideas, like you know
2: Dude, I I want I wanted my purple belt by the end of the year. <laughs> I was like, man, if I work hard enough and I, I show them what I got, like, I can I, I can do this. I can do it. But from the way things are looking, <laughs> that's going to be <laughs> a little bit. But it's fine because, like, you know, I I know it's a little rusty at stuff. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, you got to get the hang of that a little more. But, man, I wanted that purple so bad.
3: <laughs> how, many, uh, how many stripes do you have right now? Huh? How many stripes do you have on your blue belt? Do
2: I have three?
3: Oh man, we definitely we definitely have not been grappling for a while. (laughs) I don't even know. (laughs) Um it's three or four. I wanna say it's four. But hold on one second. Yeah, we're gonna have to verify this. What? No, nothing. I can hear you. There you go. (laughs) Um Uh I'm pretty sure you have four because I think, when did you, um, you got promoted with Victor, right?
2: I left October.
3: No, when did you get your blue, but I'm saying you got promoted in, in with, okay. Victor, with Victor, I'm pretty sure. Hold on, I have my belt. <laughs> yes, verify. Where's my belt? <laughs> Normally the belt would be like within like arm's reach, but after two months. But is that, did a fourth one fall off? Maybe a fourth one fell off.
1: No, I,
2: the strings, the tape falls off of my belts a lot. Okay. So it's like tied up up a lot.
3: Okay. All right. So you got three. Um... Yeah, I mean, I think getting a, getting a pro by the end of the year in a normal year is, is a real reasonable one, especially with the amount of time you train and stuff, you know.
1: Say that again?
3: I, I mean, I think getting a, like, wanting to get a pro by the end of the year in normal circumstances is a totally reasonable goal, you know, given how much you train, you know. Um, are there any other, I mean, you told me that there are not that many um, women Here? at your gym that train jujitsu. Um, Here? Have you grappled with any? up there yeah
2: um yes but white belts like they're new
3: okay so you so, have to, you have to bring them into jujitsu. you have to foster them like come here my listen, child i will take it easy on you. <laughs> then I will, I, I, I will smash you later
2: <laughs> i would, that's what i'm trying to do i'm like i'm not trying to be too aggressive like off the bat because if you just started, like that's going to be kind of discouraging, wouldn't you think? Yeah.
3: <laughs> Gotta show them the true power of jujitsu. <laughs> <laughs> show them the true. Well,
2: it, you know, in our gym, like in, our, in in ATT Orlando, we have you know higher belt girls. We have girls that are there all the time. Um, blue belts, purple belts. Honestly, I haven't seen a brown belt in our. Do we? Did we have a brown belt? No. no. It was only blue and purple. <laughs> but at least I saw more upper belts. I think girls here are getting into it more. Um, th- who knows? There might be other upper belt girls there, but I have not rolled with them yet, or I have not seen them the times that I've gone. So I'm not sure.
3: <laughs> yeah. Um, so one other thing I, I-, I wanted to um, I want to touch on, and this is totally. Um, up to you how much you want to, like, give your thoughts on this. Um, But I've always been impressed with um, your honesty and openness when it's come to, like, mental health issues Mm -hmm. and how jiu-jitsu has helped your mental health and stuff. Um, I'm not asking you to go into into your details, but can you just talk about how jiu-jitsu has helped your mental health because that's, you know, I, I've heard you say that on many occasions. It's like, you know, I like, I remember the ad. It's like I train, I rolled for my mental health. You know what I mean? And it really helps me. And you, we opened this conversation talking about that to, some, to a little bit. You touched on that. So um, it's something that I feel like we all know to some degrees, but it means different things. Like the, the the baggage we all carry is different baggage, right? And how yeah. Jiu Jitsu helps us is gonna is gonna be unique to that person and their baggage. But um, again, I'm not asking you to go into details, but I'm just asking you, like, how, what, bef- like, what did Jiu Jitsu bring to you in that aspect to your life? Because I know you've been positive about that.
2: Um, yeah, I'm actually yeah, I'm pretty open when it comes to that stuff. Um, I have. I have a little history um, abuse, um, so I think starting off young, I had like this mentality that I can't I can't control anything and I can't I can't defend myself, um, and i I was always very quiet. I never spoke.
3: <laughs> I can't imagine that because I mean you talk shit with the best of us. You know what I mean? You're not gonna instigate necessarily. But if someone starts talking shit, you're like quick to come back. You're like, "Hey, man!" Like- oh my
2: god, I'm like, I'm like ready to defend someone anytime, any day. <laughs> let me get out. You know, I'm ready. Yeah. But like before, I was not like that. So I, I became very withdrawn and very in, in, in myself. So like, I was very antisocial. Um, like I said, I, I had anxiety, depression, eating disorders, stuff like that. Um. But I think when I started jujitsu, it was a lot of pent-up emotions that I had um, that I was finally able to let out somehow. I know that's, like, so cliche to say, but, like, that's literally the reality of it. Like, there was nowhere else in the world that I can try to act tough or be tough or, or try to fight my way against something.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, you know, I was always taught to... <laughs> be seen and not heard or, you know, like, don't, don't act a certain way or you're going to seem a certain way or, you know, it, it's hard to describe that. But I think with jujitsu, it was more, it was letting go of a lot of things, but it was also having a lot of control. And I needed both of those. And being (laughs) in a safe
3: space where you could act a way that you did, you didn't necessarily feel comfortable acting that way in other circumstances.
2: Yeah yeah that helped me it helped me control it helped me learn control and it and it helped me to let go of a lot so you know even you know jujitsu when I was doing kickboxing when I was you know learning to throw punches like before I didn't really like I I remember I remember getting threatened to get jumped in high school and you know like I was I I Didn't have any confidence that I would win if I got jumped, but like I was very quiet. I didn't talk and rather than like, you know, start a fight or throw punches or something, I would just like smile at the girls, like quietly, like I, you know, they never actually jumped me, but it was more like trying to scare them away with my craziness, Mm -hmm. I guess. So that was how I got by then, but like now. Like, if someone tries to start a fight with me,
3: You're like, I'm, I'm, like, ready you. to go.
2: I'm ready to throw hands. Um, I will choke you with your own shirt. <laughs> Try me. Try me.
0: Uh, that, <laughs> no, that's the
3: thing. Like, you know, um, it, it, I noticed very, very quickly that, you know, you, you have no problem... Uh, with uh, talking shit. So that 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 you know adds to the funds <laughs> of our role, especially towards the end we would talk a lot of shit but we're Trying to rip each other's <laughs> limbs off. <Wow.
1: laughs> I miss that
2: so much, man. <laughs> I know. It, 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 I like. It, I it, haven't it, found like partners comfortable enough to do that with. Like you know, you once know, in a, like a while. Bullshit,
3: like- when you're rolling, as another dimension. Like being at that comfort level with people, it's you know, like if someone passes, you know, like with certain people, I'm comfortable with. Like if they pass my guard, like I'll I'll actually say fuck you, you know, what I mean? like, <laughs> 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 like
0: this sucks. Um, what about um, early on, how
3: did you handle the, um, the intimacy of jujitsu, or the, you know, the claustrophobia of jiu-jitsu, you know, cause that's, that's, um, something we all confront on the first day and it's not something we usually deal with in other walks of life. So what was that like for you?
2: Man, that brought a whole meaning to you have to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Like that was... That's the one thing I remember, um, them telling me when I had like that intro to jujitsu, when they showed me a couple of moves. moves are like, yeah, you have to like, I forgot exactly what they showed me on that first day, but I remember thinking it was kind of weird. And I was like, you know, I was, I was contemplating it. And, and the girl that showed me, it was like, you have like, in jujitsu, you have to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. And, you know, that stuck with me because <laughs> I mean, when someone is on top of you and you can't move, that is the worst feeling Okay, when even to this day, like if someone mounts me and and like they have a good balance, and there's like I'm trying to bump them off, and I'm trying to, you know, that you know, that meme with the exorcist, and he's like, your coach is telling you to bump and shrimp, and like you can't do it. <laughs> sometimes it doesn't work, sometimes bumping and shrimping will not work with certain people. So, you have to be comfortable with someone being that close proximity to you, you have to be comfortable with being under someone and not being able to move and trying to think while that's happening. And I think I, I needed that because that was, that's part of my PTSD personally. So having someone that close to me and like touching me and like, you know, I barely hug people, Jesus, like (laughs) having someone on top of me where I can't move is like a nightmare. (laughs) So when I started learning that, um, I started learning how to breathe. You know that helped my anxiety like crazy. Like you wouldn't think like having something that you would think um, makes your anxiety worse would actually help your anxiety, at least in that aspect. Like I, I had to learn how to breathe if someone was on top of me because. You know, I, ha- I also have that mentality where I ain't no bitch. Yeah. <laughs> like,
3: I'm not going to tap the pressure. <laughs> well, and, and that's a, That's that's actually a really interesting point because I didn't think of it that way, that, that just what you learn, especially early on, from being in a bad position, being in side control, being mounted, where people are putting a lot of weight on you and you're really struggling to get out, that being able to relax and breathe is a skill that, translates beyond just the maths and not exhausting yourself. You know, because I learned that because you don't want to exhaust yourself. You're like, you know, you're in a shitty position, flailing around is not going to do anything. You need to pick your moment and and, and be smart, but you got to breathe and relax. But it, it's it makes perfect sense, as you said it, that that translates outside the maths too to other situations, you know, and help yeah. managing anxiety, stress, that sort of stuff. Um, what's your... Advice for women that want to try jiu-jitsu
2: Do it, please (laughs) (laughs) I need more people to (laughs) smash Um, honestly I feel I feel like a lot of females would think it's It's more of a guy thing and I get that it's because you know, it's heavily populated by guys, but if I don't know how to explain this but <laughs> like yes there are typically more guys there's more guys than girls at the at, our, at you know AT, ATT Orlando there's more guys than girls at the gym that I train at now but it feels so good when you're able to beat a guy <laughs> like I'm sorry but that's just that is the truth of it like if i beat a guy i'm feeling pretty damn good about myself that day <laughs> like yeah i tapped him out <laughs>
1: yeah
2: it, it it's a good self it's a good sense of accomplishment and it's also great to learn how to defend yourself like that is essential in this society for a female like i i myself have have been assaulted i i've gone through shit so it's like Learning to do something that's effective in defending yourself makes you that much more tougher when facing a situation like that. And I think every female needs to like have that. Like have that in their in the back of their mind. Because otherwise you freeze up. And I've done that too. Like you freeze up, you're like, crap, I don't I don't know. But like I said, I will choke you with your orange shirt if i have <laughs> if i have a necklace i will choke you with that too
3: <laughs> jonah wick jane
2: wick i will i will find a way
3: <laughs> That's awesome. um what's your thought on a women's only jiu-jitsu class
2: there's pros and cons <laughs> um There, there are, there have been some days where I strictly, I, I really just rolled with girls. Um, and I think, I think we're a lot, if we're, (laughs) if we're like friends, it it doesn't get too competitive and we're just like, you know, hanging out or not hanging out, but like, you know, flowing a lot or I don't know. I think the I think the sense of competitiveness is driven away when it comes to just isolating and like girls just roll with girls kind of thing, but it's like it's. I feel like being more inclusive is a lot better. Like there's it's more variety, more more people. Uh, I I personally like them being more inclusive because it's. It's different people, different styles, more competitive. Um, I personally have not been in an all girls class before, so I don't know how it is, and I don't know how the girls there are. Um, I know if if the girls that from H T Orlando were in one class, <laughs> like I don't know how that would be either, because a lot of girls are smaller. You know, it's either really small or. Not small, and I don't. I don't know. It's just there's not, there's not too many girls, in the gyms that I've been in to have like a girls only class.
3: Sure, I mean I've I've asked this um, to um, a number of uh, women grapplers, and more tend to say what you say, um, where it's like, I, you know, I I want to roll with everybody. You know, it's not a big deal. But where I have seen people um the one the one thread that comes out of that is maybe at the beginning to get um more women into a gym maybe it's a maybe it is perceived a, a, as a safer environment if they're in a women's only class this is where other women grapplers have told me that like maybe just to get people in they're like okay i'm not dealing with these crazy testosterone raging guys and all their issues and our fucking ego with like, oh God, I'm never gonna tap to a woman, that sort of thing, like being a masculine you know, all that bullshit. Yeah. Um th-
2: I, I can I can see that. I, I I definitely see that point of view. And there are also there are also females out there who do not feel comfortable being in that close proximity to a guy at the time, you know? So in, in those cases, yes, it, it would be it would be beneficial to have an all girls class. I I do see that side of things. But if you're like if you're, like, trying to get into competing or stuff like that, like, it's it's good to be in- inclusive. It's good to have all those styles. It's good to have all those different kind of people because,
1: mm-hmm.
2: I don't know, like, if I was, like, rolling with you or, or Victor or someone or, you know, you guys push me. <laughs> so you guys have made me work.
3: Um, oh, yeah. I'm trying to rip your foot off. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that first day, too. Where you went for my foot, and it was Pandora's box opening. And since then, it was a mad, it was a mad fight. When, <laughs>
2: when Paul walks by, and he's just like,
3: <laughs> "What the fuck, are you knuckleheads, doing over there?
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, what uh, what have you been doing to keep busy during this during this pandemic? This I'm winding what? down now i'm just kind of curious about that
2: what i've been doing yeah
3: like what what hobbies um, have you been doing to kind of keep busy
2: dude i still work like i'm still working i i work full time i i come home i, Which I do is my great. Homework.
3: that's awesome not everyone can say that so yeah you know i'm happy for <laughs> you that's
2: awesome um i do my home
3: workouts um oh so wait a I, you don't you don't work from home you actually go into an office or something yeah okay so you're considered an essential
0: worker Yep. All right. Cool.
3: Yep. So I yeah
2: I go home. Um, I I do my home workouts and I am currently doing online school, so I do that too. So I'm studying psychology mm-hmm. um, to kids with autism. So I'm doing psychology homework and stuff like that when after I work out. So I'm I'm keeping pretty busy. I would oh, say. Damn. No,
3: yeah. I don't. I mean, honestly, finding time for jujitsu and that schedule seems like uh, you know you got to make some. You got to make an effort there. What, um, how, if things go well, when do you expect to get your degree in psychology?
2: I just started. So 2020, 20 what time? 2024. Okay. Cause I just started, cause I was trying to do accounting and then I switched over to psychology because of my current job and realizing how much I would love to do what they're doing at my job mm-hmm. and over my majors, um, but like, man, I've been trying to train myself to wake up a lot earlier. Like my, my mental alarm clock has me waking up a lot earlier than I was before. So I'm like, all right, if I can keep this up, I can wake up early to do a quick workout, then go to work, then come home and do my homework and then do jujitsu when it comes back.
3: <laughs> oh, wow. Damn. Look at so you. I'm trying
2: all to fit discipline. it all in there.
3: <laughs> all disciplined and stuff doing the morning stuff. Dang. That's crazy. <laughs> that's awesome um michelle i thank you so much for taking the time to do this it was great to catch up um do you have any uh any parting words for any of your friends down here that miss you uh, stacy i don't know if you can see the chat i'm i guess you
2: can i can i, can. I just saw okay. i just saw who joined <laughs> okay
3: well that too but i, I just saw that i, w- I want to make sure stacy said you know come on come on back and and you know you, you know we talk about JB leaving that sucked and some and Jovon is now going to be uh, going to Gainesville so he's not going to be around um, but you uh, you leaving was also a, a loss to the gym so um, okay. do you have any uh, any words for anybody down here
2: <laughs> oh my god I, I I miss all of my training partners I miss you Stacy I miss you Amanda <laughs> I saw you guys <laughs> <laughs>
3: Yeah, I know, I, them, they miss you too, for sure.
2: <laughs> like, I, I I had a certain level of comfort at the gym, and I, you know, um, you guys pushed me a lot. And my friends in Orlando were mainly from the gym. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's hard moving somewhere where you don't have that anymore. So, like, and I didn't get enough time to be acquainted with my new gym to have that again. Sure. So, it it sucks, but gotta do what you gotta do, but I definitely miss everyone, and like, I like, every time I see, like, videos of you guys rolling, I'm like, man, I wish I was there. (laughs) This
1: sucks.
3: (laughs) Is, um, I mean, is there a possibility that you come back to Florida at some point? Maybe you have a psychology degree and you get a, a fancy new job down in Orlando or something?
2: Dude, uh, I definitely do plan on going back down there. For a visit after everything is over because right now it's like at a at a point where it's like if you go anywhere you have to like self-quarantine, self-quarantine for 14 days sure. so we kind of got to wait until all that's over before i even make a trip down there because you know like my parents live in florida um obviously my friends are in florida right now so it'd be great to like take a week and <laughs> and visit everyone Hell so yeah
3: definitely
2: but definitely have to wait for everything to calm down
3: <laughs> No, I, I understand um michelle Thank you so much. You're awesome. I miss our leg lock battles. I miss, oh, my God. I miss the trash talking. Me
1: too.
2: <laughs> I can't wait until I can trash talk other people.
3: <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, don't be a stranger. And thanks again. I appreciate it.
2: Thank you for inviting me on.
3: <laughs> oh, my pleasure. Anytime. See ya. Bye. Miss you guys. <laughs>
0: And we're back to cleaner audio. Everyone that listened, thank you so much for uh, putting up with that, that uh, lower quality audio. We're dealing with Instagram Live. So you can actually see this on BJJ and Brew's Instagram account in its entirety if you want to see the video version. But obviously we were dealing with what we were dealing with and the audio was what it was. But it was a great conversation. Uh, Michelle, thanks again. I thanked you at the beginning I want to thank you again for taking the time. I really enjoyed the conversation. And it was just great to catch up. I totally miss our roles. It sucks that you're not at the gym training with us anymore because you are a great part of the gym. And uh, it just sucks when someone good leaves. So it is what it is. But I'm sure uh, we'll catch you down the road at some point, sooner rather than later, I hope. Michelle, take care. And for those of you that listened all the way to the end, thank you for being you and thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting the podcast. Myself and Chris really appreciate it. We've got some big plans coming soon. And I can't wait to share that with you as well. So until next week, I will catch you guys down the road.